Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told in the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Today is week three of our feature of audio serials, and today I'm very excited to welcome back the creators of one of the most exciting audio projects I have had the opportunity to hear as it's developed over the course of the past three years, that of the strange town of Wormwood, California. Uh, in case you never heard it, go dig up the first time we talked to these guys in 2007 and start listening to the series. Wormwood is a podcast that is addictive as it is deadly. So, in a moment, we'll be talking to creators David Campo and Jeremy Rogers for the second time, uh, a couple years into the project, and seeing what their reflections are from where they are now and where they were. First, however, a bit of the series itself. Um, you know, whenever I have to sort of pick out a ser- episode of a serial, it's sort of hard to figure out which one to pick. So, you know, don't want to go too early for people who haven't heard it or too late so you give it any too much away. So I picked one right smack dab in the middle. This was uh, about midway through season two, a uh, season where Wormwood creators took the series in a lot of sideways directions, introduced new characters, uh, subplot, side plots, that sort of thing. Um, this one is fairly action-packed, um, also funny, um, funnier than a lot of the Wormwoods often are. Um, they sort of oscillate between really funny in a dark way sort of stuff as well as really suspenseful anyways here we find our anti-hero rock star wannabe jimmy details escaping from la with sparrow um, and ending up causing quite a ruckus when they accidentally go to las vegas (laughs) so without further ado let's listen to this fun episode from wormwood season two this is episode 11 albatross Previously on Wormwood, the menacing voodoo priest, Mr. Carrefour, has bided his time following the triumphant hero, Jimmy Details, and the increasingly frustrated Sparrow on the road back to Dr. Xander Crow in Wormwood. But Carrefour's patience is wearing thin, and the many distractions along the way are threatening danger to the couple on the run. An hour outside of their detour to San Francisco, and the journey continues. The path is not yet clear, as one more bad turn could very well be the horrible end to their odyssey, as Jimmy and Sparrow are about to learn. of a drowned woman, Dr. Xander Crow has found himself trapped in the mysterious town of Wormwood, a prisoner within the old house atop the hill. Now, as secrets are revealed and horror becomes undeniable, sinister new shadows have begun to creep across this strange town, lost forever at the crossroads of darkness and fate. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 11, Albatross. Written by Tiffany K. Whitney. Come on, baby, crest the hill. You can do it. 
Over this hump and we'll ride easy and catch our breath for a while. We're almost there. Your scooter is dying, Jimmy. Brunhilde will live forever. She's just a little tired. I don't know. She's running really hot. No, that's the 50 miles of friction from you and me bumping uglies on the seat. panel overheated. There's no such scooter part. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Sparrow? It's a Scandinavian vehicle engineering thing. Brunhilde just needs some rest. No offense to your steed, but we need to look at alternative methods of transport if we're ever going to get to Wormwood. A motel, Sparrow? That's what I'm talking about. It's a sleazy one. We're here to steal a car. And only steal a car. Understand? Uh... There will be no room of our own. Not even for an hour to see what it's like to check in and check out really fast. Uh, but I've always wanted... Don't fight me on this. Just don't. I'm really tired. And all I want to do is find a car and crash. I guess, but... We're not going to peek into windows with the hope of catching a porno glimpse. We're not going to play mad slasher and have me run into the motel office in some female objectified horror way on the run from the lunatic hitchhiker I just barely managed to escape. We're not going to... We're not going to have any fun in this motel. I get it, Sparrow. I do such an awesome psycho hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. Splat! (laughs) Stealing a car can be fun, too. I'll tell you what, details. You pick the car. Anyone you like. Just point. I'm losing patience with you, Carrefour. I've got a box of brass knuckles and a pair of dumb muscular goons ready to meet you in Wormwood. The girl assistant, it's immaterial now. Mr. Marino, she is more useful than you know. You could not possibly understand her relationship with Crow. Nor would I expect you to. Well, what use is she if you can catch the fish without the bait? She is an extremely rare type of bait, Mr. Marino. If you want to talk metaphor, I will tell you a story from my childhood that ends with using the right kind of charmed bait to catch one specific fish. You see, when I was a boy, there was legend telling of an elusive trout... Look, 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 I don't give a crap, Carrefour. The girl is a lure, I get it. Just, just, just say that next time, that maybe you could, I don't know, hurry her up some. Patience, Mr. Marino. The girl Sparrow will extract Dr. Crow from the old house. She will bring Dr. Crow to me, only to me. You will see if you can be patient. Give me a moment, Mr. Marino. There is activity outside my motel window. My Cadillac. Somebody has just now stolen my Cadillac. This is the only way I feel for you. I'm taking a huge whiff. And I'm swaying in a most peculiar daze. I knew you taste excellent. Oh shit. I know. 
I know you taste excellent and great. are you doing? I'm writing a song. Keeps me awake while I drive. It's like 6 a.m. I normally use a tape recorder, but since that's gone, I'm just relying on my impeccable memory. Hmm, and for that, myself and the world thanks you. Where the hell are we, anyway? In the middle of the... desert? Yeah, and this looks a little too arid for Northern California. Or a little... Out of the way. I think I took a wrong turn somewhere back around Albuquerque. <laughs> like, how little? And here I'm sitting on my toilet seat. Jimmy! It's a nice caddy. Smooth ride, you know? If it wasn't painted bright red, I could totally be a mobster and you'd be my arm candy and we'd be driving out here into the desert to bury the rat we have hogtied in the trunk. You took a wrong turn in Albuquerque? My god. I don't know which one of us is more to blame. You for driving six hours out of the way, or me for sleeping that long. What'd I do? Jimmy, do you have any idea of where we are right now? Uh, yeah. Well, the desert. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh. Oh, so that's why there were all those slot machines when I stopped for gas a while back. <laughs> Jackpot. You have got to be kidding me. Life in tropical short sleeves and brown shorts, sunglasses, and the cheapest brim hats available to tourists. Careful, you might not recognize me these days, but I would recognize that Apple Cadillac if you was driving through any intersection in this old, wild world. Strange, then, this morning to see you such a pale face behind the wheel of your car. It's me, <laughs> Wilbur A., you creepy son of a bitch. Trace my number. Call me back. Mm. Wilbur Albatross. Hmm. Hello, and thank you for calling the only working payphone on the corner of Tropicana and Paradise. What can I do you for? Mr. Albatross, I received your message. Ah, you probably want to know. Your car has been sighted in Las Vegas, Nevada early this morning. You will follow the thief, yes? You will remove his legs at the knee and secure them in the trunk. And you will return my car to me in Northern California. Yes, Mr. Albatross? Well, let's see. Far as I could tell, the car jumper's number two. A pale-faced kid and his even your lady friend. Could it be Carl Fu? Lip-reading, mind you, but through the windshield of a car in motion, I was able to conclude the boy has been cutely pet-named Moron by the girl. Yes, the boy has disrupted too much. Kill him, Albatross. Do not harm the girl. Hey, buddy, I'm a tourist. What gives you the idea that I'm some sort of a killer? I will ensure that something desirable comes to you in exchange for your assistance. Consider it a work in progress, Carrefour. Ugh. If people don't get lung cancer from just being here. Jeez. Wow, it's even blinkier than I ever imagined. You don't get out much, do you? 
Next, please. Hello, sir. Welcome to the Circus Circus. One room, two queens, please. Whoa, we get to sleep in the same room? Apparently, you can't be left alone for too long before going. Six hours out of the way. Hey, do you have any beds with clown heads on them? Or like bathtubs, tiger spots? I'd be freaking sweet if you did. You guys are so cute. Honeymoon? We're not together. We're only staying a couple hours anyway. I need a bed. Oh, I see. Uh, no. Not like that. <laughs> she, she, she totally thinks you're a horse, Sparrow. Demon? Ayuda, ayuda, el muchacho está loco. What in the world was that? Oh, man, I just woke up. I, I have, where's the demon? I think you just scared the crap out of the maid. I knew we forgot to put the do not disturb sign on the door. A good thing, too. I'd rather not give the world any more impression that we're either together or you're paying for my time. I don't know. What happens in Vegas? Ah! Hey! Vegas pillows are rock hard. Get used to it. It's Sunday. Traffic out of the city will be horrendous until sometime later tonight. Rock! So I get to see the strip? No. We get to watch Green Acre reruns on TV Land until night falls. Come on, Sparrow. I've never been to Sin City. I want to go out. Look, I bailed you out in L.A. and San Fran. I've stayed with you this whole time. Jimmy wants to sin. Yeah, ever think maybe it's a detriment? Wow, man. I thought you were so much cooler than that. Look, we're both under a lot of stress. Wait, Jimmy. Do you even know what the word detriment means? Slow down there, kid. Skinny guys don't hold liquor well. Screw it. I've lasted how many hours now? If that's lasting... As long as I keep putting a quarter in that slot machine every hour, you'll keep giving me white Russians. Sure, sure, kid. As long as a 20 comes at the end as a tip. Damn. I think I like bartenders. You're a good listener, you know that? Like Deidre, she runs our diner back home. Cool chick. If I was in that whole cougar thing, I would totally... <sighs> I see. Cougars are worth checking out, kid. But if you want my opinion, look into snow leopards. Cooked up trailer whores aren't the rage, but sure are... Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, another white Russian for you, then? On the house. Hey, thanks, man. Deidre, she supported my education and my music. And not like that Dr. Crow, I mean... You gotta listen to my demo tape, right? And just because you can't get speakers to stick to a moped doesn't mean she was off the hook, right? Again, shouldn't she want to hear a song? She, I mean, Robin, I mean, what, what do I mean? Sparrow? Yeah, that bird name. Well, I know you're mad at her now, but you know, you can impress her. Why do I want to do that to you? I don't know. If you ask me, the girl likes you, Jimmy. <laughs> 
I'm serious. You know how guys always picked on the girls they liked when they were kids. A little poke with a fork here, a brick through a bedroom window there. Yeah? Women are the same way. They treat the men they love like dirt. If you find a girl that'll screw you over till the sun turns supernova, you keep her, have fun with the bag, until she takes your money and disappears on an African diamond excavation and attempt to wash over the pain that she says you caused. Wow. Never thought of that way. Like, Anna Green Gables, but reverse. It's deep. Well, you said you were a singer, kid. If you take the guitar of yours over to the Big Top Lounge, I know they've got an open mic tonight. You could definitely impress a chick. You're totally right. I totally remember what I was working on in the car on a tribute to Bowie. Taste oddity. That's the spirit. Get him, Tiger. Hells yeah! Thanks, Wilbur. Anytime. Now, go break a leg. And busted out knees of rock, beckoned me to power slide into a fiery pits at Satan's VIP club. Ha! The kid stiffed me in my 20 buck tip. Now, I can't wait to take his legs. Careful. You know who it is? Yeah. They're here. And I know right where they'll be tonight. This is number one Australian import. And come on down to Excalibur and see the thunder from down under. The hottest show on the strip made just for you. Ugh, no thanks. Jimmy? I'm sorry, this is the front desk. Yes? I've been asked to tell you that the great Jimmy Details will be making his greatest and last performance tonight at the Big Top Lounge. Who told you to say that? Hello? Jimmy, you are such a freaking idiot. God! Good evening, everyone. I'm Rose Turk. Now... Some of you may have participated in open mic night before, but I'd just like to mention that tonight is a very special night. For those who don't know, the winner of tonight's open mic, by popular vote, will win a meeting with... Jimmy Details, save your medal. Or later is it time to thrash? (laughs) Well, you're anxious, kid. Anyway, I guess we can start. Just give me a moment to get down to the mixing board. Did I mention that I'm recording all performances tonight? No? Well, no pressure. The stage is all yours. Evening, everyone. How's your... Hello. I'm Jimmy Details, the savior of metal. Here tonight to prove to everyone... Oh, no. Jimmy... Especially to a girl I know. And we all know that girl, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Metal is alive, and Jimmy Details is worth his weight in beans. Jimmy, get off the stage. Hey, Sparrow. Have a little trouble with my guitar strings. It's embarrassing. Now this is a show. Oh, hey, bartender Wilbur. Give me a minute, I'll get my bitch fixed. 
Now, now, how tasteless you are, young man. Never, ever call such a delicate girl your bitch. Besides, she ain't broken yet. Give me a few minutes, then try and fix her, okay? Hey, I was talking about my guitar, dude. Jimmy, get off the stage. We really should get out of here. Jimmy details in Sparrow, on the road, like a couple of young tourists. Sweet, but you had to go and steal a car. And then you had to go and stiff me my tip at the bar. And now... Whoa, all hands off my mixing board. So many dials. Or are they knobs? I'm just trying to make some music happen on the stage. That guy sure ain't playing no tune. Hey, buddy, watch it. You can't wave that beer over the board. The, the kid is plugged in. If you... Hey! <laughs> What did I do? You just killed Rose Turkey a horrible mixing board accident! Guitar weapon sweet! Albatross, stop wasting time! Grab the girl! Care for? What's he doing here? Jimmy! Wherever you are, run! Jimmy! Oh. Jimmy! <sighs> okay, little girl. It's okay. He'll come back to save you, and then he'll give me my 20 bucks. Let me go. The boy does not matter. His distraction is not pleasing. He agreed to give me 20 bucks. Did you know, Sparrow, the human head contains three pressure points, and if sharp force is placed upon each location with absolute precision... Don't touch me, Carrefour. Get your hands off of... Sleep. I know it hurts. Your Cadillac is in the garage next to the casino. And I have a parking ticket for you, Carrefour. It's not validated. You've done well, Albatross. Once I am finished with the girl, I will settle your payment. Nah, it's been fun. Don't worry about payment. I think I'll give a once-over for that stupid boy. Then head on out of Dodge. Vegas is too hot. Might wander up towards Fairbanks. Very well. Don't worry, Sparrow. Soon Kalfu will possess the Nietzsche of... Here. Jimmy. Jimmy. Hold on, Sparrow. I'm coming for you. Okay, details. Three, two, one. Tutor's action scene! Rock on, bitches! What? What the? Hey, where'd everyone go? They were just here! Jimmy. Details. Run. Sparrow! Come on. We better get out of here before... Crow, he wants... Now, we're leaving now. Not a Cadillac this time. How about something less conspicuous? That one? That's an 18-wheeler. No. Uh, that one. That's an ice cream truck. No, Jimmy... I see the one we want. Ex obscurum pax mos mico. 
get in details. We're going, and I'm driving this time. Say, Sparrow, since we're heading back in the stolen pickup, we stop along the way and load Brunhilde in the back? We'll see, Jimmy. Okay. I have to say this now or else I'm never going to say it. Say what? Even though this would have never happened if you hadn't driven us to Las Vegas to begin with... Yeah, sorry about that one. Thank you anyway. You know, for trying to save me back there. Huh. Huh. Not sure where everybody went, but thanks for thanking me. This is the only way I feel for you. Taking a huge whiff. And I'm swaying in the most peculiar days. I knew you'd taste so excellent and great. Here I am sitting on a toilet seat. And that was an episode from the second season of Wormwood to give you a taste of what was or what is to come depending on how far and how much you've listened of that series uh, and to encourage you to listen to more of the show it's at www.wormwoodshow.com where wormwood like the stuff they put in absinthe so uh, let's get right into the interview with david acampo jeremy rogers the creators of wormwood and welcome to radio drama revival today very happy to welcome back two guests um i think it has been three years since i talked to the two fellows um, that you're about to hear from David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers from the, uh, I would almost dare call it a hit podcast serial, Wormwood. Um, certainly the best, if not one of the only to this day, uh, serialized uh, suspense and occult audio drama podcasts. Uh, Jeremy David, welcome back to Radio Drama Revival. Well, thank you, Fred. That's uh, very, thank very you. kind. Well, yeah, I I think it really has been almost three years, and so quite a lot has happened in Wormwood. I think we were just going through the first season then, uh, so uh, you know, in a nutshell, quite a lot has happened. What are what are some of the takeaways? Um, where where is Wormwood now? Okay, well, um, so, <laughs> that's a long story, <laughs> as yeah. it should be. So. When last we spoke, we were in the middle of season one, I think, right? And and as I recall, you were one of the first people who really noticed us and uh, and actually had us on your show. So that was really really cool. So we always uh, have a very soft spot for you um, <laughs> in our in our cold uh, corpse like hearts. Uh, but um, we you know we we ran through season one, and I think it was really pretty successful um, in terms of what we wanted to get done. It was a it was a twenty four part serialized mystery, and when we wrapped that up, we, you know, we, we we really had a great time. So we went on to season two, and season two, we tried to get a little more episodic in certain ways. It was still a, a larger story, but we tried to build in places where our different writers and actors could could kind of carve out their own niche. 
And so that was kind of a big deal. Um, and I think largely positive results we had from that. Um, you know, people really got to, we really got to do some crazy characters and some fun stuff. But at times, I think some people thought we lost sight of the original storyline. Um, and so after that, we really sort of thought, well, you know what? We have to remember, we have a podcast here. We're not beholden to anyone. We, we, can, we can tell whatever stories we feel are the right stories. And um, we could really experiment with anything within that audio medium. And so we decided to switch things up. So we, we kind of changed season three into three different volumes. And so the first thing we did is we told an anthology that was five prose short stories, so almost like an audio book. Uh, each one was written by a different author, written by a different writer, um, calling back to a different author of a different time period. Um, and then they were read by different actors and writers, and um, and that was our Five Fingers of Glory anthology. And then from there we launched into the Wormwood Portraits, which were isolated episodes for the most part that allowed us to focus on the different characters that we had introduced in season seasons one and two, and that maybe in some cases we didn't really get to know as well as we would have liked to. So that allowed us to do all of that. And we recently wrapped that up, and now we're writing the final part of season three, which is Wormwood Revelation, which is going to be much more like season one, and it's going to really um, finish off the series and uh, really bring everything home and answer all the questions. Oh wow, that 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 is a quite a you know quite a journey to be on, uh, you know, and I think you've done a lot of interesting things in terms of of running a serial, certainly things that uh, both audio drama podcasters as well as maybe even TV folks could learn from as, as far as um, not only creating a universe, but then creating, uh, you know, a, a universe, you know, depth around the universe, you know, going through backstories and uh, nurturing a fan base and, and all that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. So, so, so then and now, is this about where you th thought you were going with Wormwood when you set out? Um, or, or has it taken you places you didn't really expect to get to? Well, you know, the core of the show, I think, is still in place from what we had in mind at the start. But, you know, some of these storylines, some of these characters, I don't think we could have really envisioned from the beginning. We kind of had to grow. The show had to grow with some of these bits. But the, the, the heart of the show, the, where, we're, where we're heading now, is, was definitely somewhat kind of pretty solid in place when we started. Right. And I recall you had some sort of idea of a story arc. Yeah, it, it, we had a blueprint, um, but what we did is we had room in it to expand, and, and we're very collaborative, both Jeremy and I. We, we've written together for a number of years now, and when we added you know, other writers, we wanted each of them to be able to feel like they could you know, throw out an idea, um, uh, like a pair of, uh, of ghost hunters and uh, an organization that they used to work for, a government organization and things like that. We wanted to be able able to allow the writers to really kind of pitch ideas to us and feel like they owned a little corner of it, a little piece of it. And so that's largely what season two was about, was sort of expanding laterally almost, you know, just really kind of exploring that landscape, never taking our eye off the, the end goal, but just allowing us that organic room to just explore this, this, this universe. Yeah. And I, and I think a, a lot of the, the season three, certainly with the, uh, the portraits and then the, the Five Fingers of Glory uh, sort of 
also also was was in that where you're just showing that yes we have a a time you know we have a, a plot structured storyline but then we also have these you know sub subplots in other places you can explore which which is i think is a really interesting way to use it you know and, and it is a way of, of a podcast where you're not married to you know always always following things in linear order you know why why would you <laughs> Exactly. I mean, we, we could tell any kind of story. The only thing we're bound by in this is, is just making sure we can tell it with audio. Great. And, and you're still working with uh, more or less the same uh, actors and, and writers, uh, more or less, over the, the, the scope of this project? Yeah, more or less. Um, I mean, a few people naturally have had to come and go um, as they've moved out of the area or become too busy or, or whatever. But, um, um, yeah, I think largely the same cast um, and, uh, you know, largely the same group of writers. And, um, yeah, it's been very successful in that regard. And is in terms of a fan base, you know, I'm looking at your Facebook page now. And you've got some very excited people there. So it seems like you, you're starting to, to, to get, you know, people people have um, gotten traction with Wormwood. And, you know, obviously everybody could use more fans, but are you pretty satisfied with, with what you've gotten for a following so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you start something like this, you have no idea what to expect, right? So, <laughs> uh, I mean, we're, we're thrilled to have one fan, you know? <laughs> um, um, but, um, yeah, we, we do... I, I love the Facebook interaction. That's a lot of fun. You know, people, and I think we, we try to make ourselves accessible so people feel like, you know, hey, we listen to this show and we can actually talk to these guys and say what we like and didn't like and, and, and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think we do have a little bit, if there's two things that I have to say, one is on us, and that is that, you know, the show is hard to produce. There's a lot of effects and music and layering of things. And and so because of that, I think we lost a little traction here and there with delays, just not getting things out. Um, I, I see podcasts that get a lot of traction that, you know, they come out every week like clockwork. And this one, because of the nature of it and the amount of work that goes into it, we couldn't quite do it like that. And, um, you know, I think that sometimes is, you know, has uh, has affected, you know, has affected the listeners a little bit. Um, and then the other thing is just that I think the nature of podcasting and not just podcasting, but doing an, a dramatic podcast, people don't know what to expect. And so it's hard to explain to somebody. I end up explaining it to people that it's, it's like a television show without the pictures. And that seems to get people to understand. Cause if you say like a serialized radio drama, they assume it's, you know, it's going to be like the old time radio shows. And sometimes that means it's going to be campy or this or that. And, and um, you know, there's, there's some preconceived notions that people bring into it. Yeah. You know, another great thing about, about, about hearing from the fans and, and people that are listening to the show. Now we have the group of people that listen to it live, you know, currently, you know, as, as, as they, as they come out, but we get a lot of contact from people that have just discovered the show and have like gone through marathon listening sessions, you know, over the weekends to catch up. So the show, I mean, we're still hearing from people that are discovering season one. Yeah, and and it's nice that you have a, a podcast, which is in, in some ways a timely thing. You, you know, you produce it on an ongoing basis. But then it also does have, have staying power. You know, people can go back and listen to from um, season one and, and follow the whole story arc. So I'm glad to hear that people are, are still discovering Wormwood. Yeah, that's definitely one of the nice things about it. I mean, just having everything on demand at your fingertips whenever you want it, you know. I mean, yeah, we can tell somebody about our show, and it's not like, oh, too bad you didn't get on at the beginning. No, you just tell them, oh, you just need to go to episode one. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, and and so looking, looking back at this, 
you know, you guys do come from a film background in L.A. Has this experience made you more or less likely to consider doing some other project um, outside of Wormwood once once you, you sort of put the season three behind you? Like a, an, another audio show or? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Or would you consider doing another audio podcast of the similar or even bigger more ambitious scope than wormwood Ooh, jeremy what do you want you want to answer that one uh, well you know <laughs> the game married again i guess i wouldn't say no to it i i would want to um just make sure that we had had a story had something that was was different enough to make to make the venture exciting um but i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to any sort of any sort of project whether it was another audio series or another short film or some, some sort of you know, some sort of published, you know, written material. Um, it really depends on what what kind of comes up next. I, yeah, I, know, I mean, I, the, I think we all have I think we all have ideas of various ways to continue things forward um, in audio, and I, I'm I'm sure we will at, at some point. It's just it's to, to be able to sit down and and to write and and to work with the actors in in this format. I don't think we're gonna walk away from that entirely. Yeah, I, I, to to add to that, I mean, uh, to to use your marriage analogy, I think we need a, a few one night stands first, <laughs> um, play the field a little yeah. bit. No, I mean, <laughs> what we talk, I, I think that we have talked a lot about doing different kind of um, audio projects after this. Um, and one thing though is, I think we'd be hard pressed to jump back into something with the scope of Wormwood because that, I mean, three seasons of, of the show and, and, and feeling that out and expanding it and then trying to bring it all to bear and, you know, bring it all and boil it all down to that finale that we're aiming towards now. It's, it's really um, a big endeavor. <laughs> and so we've talked about some other things. For instance, one of our writers, uh, Rob Allspot, who who uh, kind of created the SNSA, which is an agency that deals in the supernatural in our little world. Was, he and I have talked about doing sort of a, maybe it's a 12-part series or something like that that's kind of a leaner thriller. You know, may, maybe they're shorter episodes, but they come out every week and it's done in six or 10 or 12 episodes, things like that. I think that's probably more likely or something that's a format change like that. And the other half of that is that we're also not done with the Wormwood world. Even as we're writing the finale of this series and we're looking at the blueprint that we started out from episode one, season one, it's spilled out into so many things. I can't tell you how many times we've shot emails back and forth going, what if we did this next? You know, And so that's something that that may not be audio or maybe audio. I don't know yet, but we do have... I think that we're not going to be able to fully close the door on Wormwood. There's there's still some stories to tell. No, that's great. And and it really is an accomplishment. I can't tell you how many other podcasts or even uh, you know other efforts have started out as ambitious in scope as something like Wormwood, but have fizzled out. And I'm sure you guys have seen that too. Absolutely. Yeah, Jeremy, should we tell him that we're actually just not going to finish off this last part? It's just going <laughs> to... He's just going to you know, get bored, to the last... Walked away. Second to last episode and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, the or or you know, to 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 pay us to finish, you know, please PayPal us five dollars. That's Sorry. not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll hold it, <laughs> hold people hostage. No, I mean, wouldn't that be terrible at this point if we just stopped? I mean, you know, the thing is, when you get to a certain point in this, 
I guess we could have stopped after season one, but we were just having so much fun. We had to keep going. And then there's a certain point where it just becomes inevitable. You have to finish it. You know, we can't fade out. We got to finish this story. <laughs> You've seen the Facebook page. Yeah. People want to no, know. <laughs> I know, I know, and it just is a good demo, you know, if, if down the road there's, you know, an opportunity where, you know, someone's like, could we turn this TV pilot into an audio serial? I'll be like, yes, it's been done. Check out what the guys with Wormwood did. It's a wonderful, you know, case study for what can be done with, with an audio serial mystery, as, you know, what this format can do. So um, it, it's cool to, to, to see you accomplish that. Oh, thank you. Um, and... And, and and going, you know, um, should you guys, you know, go back to your work in film again, are there things that you've learned through the audio experience that will help your filmmaking craft, do you think? This is really the first time uh, that we've been able to sit down and really craft like a tone and a, a, a real environment around something. We're not, since we're not limited by budget, we put a lot of focus on the atmosphere. And I, I think bringing that sort of element into into uh, whether it's a short film or or something longer would definitely happen now. Um, it, it's just it's, yeah, it's just too interesting and too much fun to to, to not want to kind of play with with enhancing certain things. You know, not that we want to turn away from any of the dramatic elements that we've done in the past. I mean, we wouldn't, but just to add to it. Yeah, and I would add to that that, that we've, we've certainly learned a lot from just working with actors on a regular basis, working with writers in a writer's room, just kind of learned a lot about building a story like that. So if we brought that into any other medium, that would, you know, that's just craft that we've learned. Um, I could see us also going a little bit the other way in that we only have audio, and, and for, for the last three years, we've only really had audio to tell our stories, and I could see us doing something that's largely visual just as a, as a, as a break from what we've been doing. So I could see us doing that in that sense. <laughs> Next one will be a silent movie. <laughs> right, <go>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, but, you know, with all the mechanics of j just getting actors to show up in the same place at the same time to, 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 or, or, you know, know however you're getting the people to get the lines read and and post-production and releasing and all that it's just amazingly useful practical hands-on experience um and the grind absolutely yeah that whole yeah, do, yeah. do it yourself spirit you know of just whether it's with a camera or without or whatever the process is it, it's it's start to completion you know and it just with with the audio format it allowed us you know certain flexibility which was great but in the end it was still you know you still have to publish it online and, and get people to come to it and hope that they like it. So yeah, I mean, definitely carrying it through all the way has been wonderful. Nice. Nice. Well, if listeners have not, if for some reason you are a fan of audio drama and you've not found Wormwood, shame on you, but go to wormwoodshow.com right now. Um, you've got a nice uh, link there to go back to the very first episode and you can listen to them in chronological order oldest to newest um, through the first two seasons and then through the um, uh, episodes of season three. And uh, ab about when, I'm not going to, you know, hold this to you, but what, when, approximately when are you thinking of, that the uh, revelations will start uh, appearing? Um, that's a tough question because we're in, we're in the midst of writing the scripts right now, and we still have to lock down a time to get the actors in, and then we need a little post-production time. So... I'm going to say that right now it's it's still going to be two to three months from this point. We'd like it to be sooner, but realistically, you know, we're looking at, I don't know, Jeremy, what do you think? I don't want to promise yeah, no, two I, months I think, and then it takes a little longer. 
<laughs> right. No, I would I I would say at least two months. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it'd be much longer than that. Yeah, well, we'll keep people um, in in touch, and they can always check out your website at wormwoodshow.com, and of course on radiodramarevival.com as well. And you know, I was great. So such a pleasure to catch up with you guys again. Um, a, a, as you can tell, I'm big fan of Wormwood, and um, look forward to what other projects you happen to have in the future, audio or otherwise. Well, I do. Can I say one before we go? Go ahead. Is that uh, in in the in the past year, I have actually written a novel um, that is a prequel to Wormwood. It is. Uh, it, it tells the earliest some of the earliest stories of Doctor Xander Crow, who's the main protagonist. So, you know, that's something when we talked about stories that are still that we still have yet to tell. I mean, that's something that's going to come out. You know, sometime. I'm not sure exactly when. I don't know how we're going to. I do it. It could be an audio thing. It could be a print thing. But that is something that I want to tell people, you know, if you're listening to Wormwood and you're kind of, you know, afraid of what's going to happen after season three ends, well, there's just one example that we have a lot more to tell with these characters. Awesome. Well, thanks you, Dave, uh, David, Jeremy. Thanks so much again. Uh, real pleasure to have you back on and uh, to, to share a little bit what's going on and the behind the scenes and the Wormwood uh, adventure. It's been quite a ride so glad to see you guys get through the end and so thanks so much for being on again thank you thank you very much for having us and that was david acampo and jeremy rogers of wormwood wormwoodshow.com and stay tuned there to listen to plenty of story episodes there's bonus content and other goodies up on their website so um also of course uh, keep an eye on that site for when the climactic third part of the third season (laughs) happens and um, is, is sort of the epic terminus to what has been an awesome podcast, serial, mystery, thriller, uh, occult story, Wormwood. Anyways, we will be continuing up with uh, audio serial stuff here on Radio Drama Revival next week. Uh, if you can't wait that long, do check out our blog and podcast at radiodramarevival.com. News, reviews, discussions, goodness up there. You can also always find us on iTunes, search for Radio Drama. Revival. Um, that, however, is a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drum Revival originates an on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio station. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com with labor love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.